The Dead Show of the Month Podcast. Welcome back to the Dead Show of the Month Podcast. It's me, your old friend Dave, and we're back with another amazing journey with the Grateful Dead and Friends. Joining me in Studio D is my co-host Bob. How are you doing this morning, sir? Yeah, real well, Dave. Nice to see you here in Studio D. It's yeah. your first time, right? Road game. Road game. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Nice. Oh. Well, we said last month at the end of our show that this would be a trip to your first days with the band, and what I'm talking about is Dead Show of the Month number 185, June 14th, 1976. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, right in that era. This is the Beacon Theater. I was fortunate enough to see my first two Dead Shows just uh, three four days later. How cool the, is that? At the Capitol Theater. So these guys got a couple of songs I didn't get. There's a treat in there that I never saw but uh, this is a quite a, a special time the small theater runs a few thousand seats they'd been away for a while so they were well received they weren't even two weeks into this new adventure that's the kind of weird part they were you know just picked up the the road in portland i think it was that's in right. the beginning of the month yeah and then here here they were out on a pretty big tour but not a big tour like you said small rooms small theaters and trying this out yeah, and uh, interesting time because the band, having been off for a while, there was a number of releases that were coming out from the solo projects. Right. Some of those things got folded into the, the bigger effort that the Dead were doing at that time, too. Indeed. Really cool yeah. stuff. Well, let's get on with it. Yeah, let's do it. Dead Show of the Month number 185, The Grateful Dead from the Beacon Theater in New York City, New York. On June 14th, 1976, you guys enjoy this, and we will meet you right here at halftime. Oh, 
Excuse me, but we're having a little ringing here at 1,000 cycles. 1,000 cycles, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for 1,000 cycles. Sadder place without.
silver streak. And I can tell by the mark he left you in his dream.
dogs fold up Take up the oak and plow the fields Gone are the days when the ladies said please Tell the jack jokes
Mary Queen for love. Take that woman down to New Orleans, New Orleans. I'll give up, cause I've had enough. Come on, please, on down the go. She loves you, Big River, more than me. I brought that wee bit with her. I cried, cried, cried. Told the clouds how to cover her. Rub up, clear, blue sky. She's a cry with that woman. I'm gonna love you, Big River. I'm gonna sit right till I die.
thank you. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes. So everybody hang on. All right, a great first set closer there, a big one, playing in the band. I, I never got to see playing in the band in that set list position right there, Bob, but I I sure like listening to shows where it, it is featured there, that's for certain. Yeah, I um, I think it was a year or so later I finally got a playing in the band, closing a first set, and that was in Philly. But, um, you know, the shows I went to didn't have that big centerpiece at the end of a first set like right. that, you know, and uh, spectacular Yes. Yeah. So June 1976, you know, we discussed before the show started that that was when a couple days later was your first adventures with the Grateful Dead. And you alluded to the small theater Grateful Dead experience. Why don't you go into that a little bit? What that was like? I mean, you know, you didn't know any different, at it, least Grateful Dead wise. Yeah. So, you know, there was other, you know, some uh, experiences my friends had had at Roosevelt Stadium, which is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, we subsequently saw them there, too. But the small theaters were you know, the Capitol Theater in Passaic was just fantastic. It was just a little theater. Uh, John Scher was uh, the keeper of the flame there. And, um, you know, it was all assigned seating. And uh, they had some standing room, but not much, you know, kind of in the back aisle between the lower piece and the upper piece of the theater. 3,200 people, I guess. Wow. Yeah. No smoking in that theater. Uh, <laughs> in the lobby, you could smoke. Um, so there was like, you know, people who wanted to smoke were like crowded in side by side in the lobby at, at break times. So this was actually enforced in 1976? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It was probably, you know, theater safety laws and, oh, yeah. you know, fire, fire department. Code. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so good. You know, it was, it was safer. Safe. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, and... Uh, at this time, I don't know about the Beacon, but uh, my memory of the shows in Capitol Theater at that time were people mostly sat down. Huh. Yeah, you're, it was a sitting show. Of course, you know, when they would hit what they had to hit and they hit it well, people got to their feet and, gotcha. you know, went with it. But it was a different environment. Now, I mean, we go to shows, I'm, I prefer to stand most of the time, Yeah. you know. Well, another interesting thing about this tour is they had gone, of course, they're coming out of their hiatus, but right before they went into their hiatus, they're traveling around with this monstrosity of a sound system. And then they go into these little theaters where they're, from what I understand at least, like leased or rented systems or maybe pieces of the wall of sound brought with them, but, you know, more normal. I mean, they've gone from this like extraordinary experience to like, okay, okay, let's just do it regular style, you know? Right, right. An interesting, another interesting twist. Plus, also, we have Mickey Hart back in the mix. Right, and you know they that whole wall of sound thing. You know, um, some some great shows out of that, and great sound, I'm sure. Just troublesome from the perspective of how do we do this? The logistics sucked, and it was very expensive. Wore the crew out. You had two sets of equipment leapfrogging each other from city to city. I, this was a lot easier on the band. So they, you know, they went from couple of shows on the west coast to boston and then new york and then new jersey and then philadelphia i don't know where they went after that i guess i could check bunch of places bunch of places but you know smaller places and they were able to you know execute the music without having the burden of you know being logistics efforts uh you know and movers and all that so I i think it was probably uh good for the band you know as people 
yeah. as musicians. They can focus on what they were doing. Definitely good for the crew. I, I have a weird connection to this show as well, although I was only three years old when it happened, or just about three years old when yeah. it happened, and you were about to go to your first ever Grateful Dead show. This actually was my first Dark Star show. Really? Yeah. Myself huh. and Dave G went down to Hollywood to see them. I want to say it was like 2007, 2008, something like that. And we went in and they were set up in this keyboardist over there kind of thing. It was like, oh, wait a minute. What's, what's, why, huh? Why, huh? Huh? And they came out and within like three songs, I knew like, oh, this is like 1976. And your name got brought up by both of us. It was like, man, Bob and Ruth. Because <laughs> we were in a small theater, you know, in the right. Fonda. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of like, wow, you know, this is. I wonder if this is what it was like seeing the Grateful Dead in this era musically. It was pretty accurate. You know how Dark Star goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. And then, you know, you're in a theater of that kind of similar shape and size, and it was just like, wow, you know, we walked out of there thinking we felt really privileged. So yeah. I'm sure you feel doubly privileged. Yeah, this was. Having this, been there yeah, for reals. It, and it was uh, mail order tickets. Yeah, you had to put in a request for tickets. And uh, my friend John for the first show put in for a couple of tickets and they sent them like i don't know 17th 18th rows fine you know of course and i only had money for one ticket so i sent a request in for one ticket for the uh second capitol theater show on the 18th and they sent me two nice so john got the other one and weren't they like in the front row or second row second, or something ridiculous yeah. yeah it was and, unbelievable as you said you were sitting there because everybody was sitting down right yeah, until I, you know, until I got blasted away by the going back into St. Stephen. I don't know, fade away. It was kind of, yeah. I was exciting. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine it was quite the display right in front of you. I've been close at shows where you're like, wow, this is kind of happening right in front of me. It's it's almost like not a concert experience for me because it's, it's yeah. almost like you should be sitting on a couch watching it, consuming it. And you actually were sitting on kind of like a couch consuming it. Yeah. So our halftime show, we're, we're here at halftime. I know people yeah. are, they love listening to us wax poetic about our golden days with the Grateful Dead and Dark Star Orchestra, but I'm sure they're looking for something musical as well. What did you bring us today, sir? So the band perhaps visited years ago in yeah. uh, an earlier version. So a handful of songs from the uh, August 1st, 1973 show at Roosevelt Stadium. I played some music from this, uh, geez, a long time ago, eh? That's my Canada. Five, six, seven years? Well, it was episode 55 oh based God. on my All research. Right. So we were talking okay. about like, yeah, like 11 years ago or something crazy. But here you go, everybody. Check out the band. You know they're one of our favorites. Dare I say so many people out there enjoy the band. But as always, I'm going to give a shout out to my cousin Darren from Bisbee, Arizona. He's hey, a, Darren. He's a transplant. No longer Darren from Scottsdale. He's Darren from Bisbee now. We're going to have to get him on to clarify that. Yeah, yeah. either way, I know he's a big fan of the band, and as are we, and as are most of you. So enjoy this, and we'll meet you back here when they're done. Hey there, this is Yo Mama. Dave G. The Wizard. The Weber Dude. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the, the Dead Show of the Month podcast.
Thank you. 
Roosevelt Stadium. Yeah, you know, uh, Big Barn, um, very enthusiastic audiences would show up there. It was, you know, kind of a dump, but (laughs) it was, you know, a great place for people to gather. Um, I saw Pink Floyd there, the Almonds, the Dead. I don't know who else. Sometimes it's nice to see the Dead in a dump. You know, it was nice to see them in a place where you could kind of feel like you could do whatever you want. There was, there was... It was also nice to go to a nice theater or a nice arena or whatever and think, wow, this is really nice. But inevitably, you'd see something and you go, oh, they're defiling this beautiful dwell. <laughs> you, you don't feel that way at a place like Roosevelt. It's like, oh, some guy's pissing over there. And, oh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from that, yeah. But, yeah, so, um, but yeah, great, great place. And the band was a wonderful outfit. Uh, kind of a sh- I mean, they, they played together for so long and uh, got recognition, uh, you know, in time. Um, but you know, they were kind of, they were kind of tired. I think by the time they were making their hit records, they had been on the road a lot and they supported Dylan, you know, and, um, and then I think they, you know, they got a couple of unbelievable albums out, but they were paying the price personally. And I, I think at the end, Robbie Robertson just, you know, he needed to stop trying to pull the whole train and not that everybody else wasn't trying, but you know, I think he felt burdened. So. You know, when when the subject of the band comes up, I hear a lot of people, most people mention Robbie Robertson. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's this brilliant guy. And the others seem to mention Levon Hell. Yeah. You know, who came, sure. you know, before he passed away a few years back was kind of having a little resurgence, if you will. Yeah. But for me, the band is freaking Rick Danko, man. Like Rick when I, Danko. That's yeah. the first thing that comes into my head when I think of the band is like Rick Danko standing up there. I, I, I'm a big Rick Danko. Yeah, fan. what a great voice. And another guy who was suffering. You know what I yeah. mean? He was. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was tough. He's free now. He's free. But one one other thing. Um, Robbie Robertson's uh, autobiography is a must read. It's fantastic. It's great. Besides uh, Robbie, uh, Garth Hudson's still around. He's still mm-hmm. ticking. And so uh, hats off to Garth. Uh, unbelievable musician and anchored so much, taught so much to the band. I think it's from where he was coming from is a, the whole band yeah. blows me away i mean they're they're it's one of those kind of grateful dead things where it's that they all make make you know all the pieces of the pie make the pie you know yeah. what i mean there's not not a whole lot missing there 
Um, good stuff. Opening for the Grateful Dead there on Jerry's birthday, 1973, the band. I hope you guys enjoyed that. But the reason we're here, is, as always, is the Grateful Dead. And this was an interesting, interesting time for the Grateful Dead because um, because of their resurgence or their re-emergence on the scene with a new player, a new old player, new songs into the mix, both from Blues for Allah yeah. and their yeah. own private catalogs, like you pointed out. Uh, this was a really interesting time because no one knew really what to expect set list wise, and and in this show, especially coming up here in the second set, uh, we'll see that why that might have been wise to not think that you knew what they were going to play because they right. definitely uh, take some twists and turns here that are fun. That's why we brought you this show. That's why that's why we're featuring it to you out of my personal vast musical vault that we have. Um, but let's roll with it. Let's see where yeah. this uh, second set goes. This is the second set, everybody. The Grateful Dead from the Beacon Theater on June 14th, 1976. You guys enjoy this, and we'll meet you back here when it's all over.
Oh, oh, oh. 
Even it's Phil's birthday, he's not here right now. Happy birthday, Phil. to celebrate the event, what we're going to do is we're going to try to answer that musical question. What would happen if the music ever starts?
tell you where the boys went. Franklin's
tell you where the poets sleep Like Pauline Hound's last key Watch for sand and wind May the poets roll you home
Thank you.
amazingly well-played second set there and a, a very out-of-the-ordinary set list I mean at least for my time but even uh, you know a year later it was kind of unheard of but even though it was kind of an extraordinarily set list it kind of ended quite ordinarily uh, and that's okay yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like and now for something not much different right um, but yeah the um, yeah they're doing some pretty intense dancing in the streets back then they play that out and Funkify that. Yeah. It was much fun. Cosmic and Charlie in there. Never saw a Cosmic Charlie. They there busted you know. that out. And, yeah, Second set high time. Got. An interesting help on the way with a, a very spacey, much more spacey help slipknot than, than I'm used to, at least, these yeah. days. Yeah. But again, all new, fresh stuff. I mean, even the old songs that they played have a different approach because of Mickey being there. Um, it definitely took a lot to work him in. I mean, this... The band went from that one drummer, jazzy, I'm I yep. cautious to say jazz, but a more jazzy and nimble yeah. band mm. into this bigger thing, which we all appreciate probably equally. If yeah, but, but a change. Yeah, change. very different. And they're challenge. out there trying to work this stuff out clearly on the road. I mean, I'm sure they had a lot of time at Bobby's house doing Blues for Allah, but still that studio, it's not playing in front of people. Must have been interesting bringing Mickey back into the band with, you know, they, they had come up with a lot of complex arrangements in his time away. Yeah, and, you know, Billy, I think, you know, says it out loud that he was resistant at first for Mickey to be fully back in the band. And, but apparently that, that that all went away as an issue because, uh, yeah. you know, they're brothers. And they're brothers. That's they're, right. They're there together, you know, even till today, yeah. o- October 30th. <laughs> <laughs> halfway through the show but um yeah well i think we'll see them all back again together yeah well uh I, I i love that show like i said i have a connection to it whenever i hear shows from june of 76 i do think of you and ruth and mm. it's like wow you know this is like right in their era where they were starting to get into this and, and i know what it's like to like get into this you know and to, to think about such small gigs where a year later you know a year and three months later you were at english town which is yeah roosevelt well english town yeah yeah, i mean it's just crazy you know wow you know the fact that it wasn't like they grew from three thousand seat halls in a year it's that they went from playing eighty thousand hundred thousand or six hundred thousand person events when you talk about 1973 to this that much must have been quite a treat yeah you guys have been listening to dead show of the month number 185 the grateful dead from the beacon theater in new york new york on june 14th 1976 during the first set the band performed cold rain and snow mama tried Roe jimmy cassidy brown-eyed women big river mighty swell lazy lightning into supplication we didn't discuss that quite enough wow mm-hmm. um, especially the dark star version that night the whole room kind of lifted off at that point so Mm -hmm, i was kind of hoping that happened here uh tennessee jed and they concluded with playing in the band for our halftime show we had the band from august 1st 1973 at roosevelt stadium supporting the grateful dead and supporting you guys at halftime for the second set the grateful dead opened with the wheel samson and delilah high time the music never stops 
crazy fingers into drums into dancing in the streets into cosmic charlie nice right there yeah, really nice, nice nice run right there and then that helps slip franklin's that i was talking about uh before with kind of a weird spacier than normal section in it if that's even really a thing uh, and then they concluded that second set with a round and a round. As we said, the ordinary encore of U.S. Blues was played to near perfection and good stuff. Nonetheless, Bob, a damn fine uh, time to see the Grateful Dead for the first time, bro, and a damn fine show to to break my DSO cherry with as well. Good, good times, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's great that the um, again hats off to the tapers and the preservers and who were able to resurrect this stuff, get it, make it available. Uh, Dave's one of those people. Good things. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really good things. It's big fun. If you would like to get a hold of us here at Dead Show of the Month podcast headquarters, our global operation runs out of Chino, California, and you don't have to come here to do it, you can hit us up on the email at deadshowofthemonth at hotmail.com, or you can check us out on the Facebook at www.facebook.com slash podcast. Next month, Bob, we are going to meet back here. For yet another weekend that should bring back some memories for you, man. We were doing a two for this month. Or, nice. Or this this little stretch of shows yeah. is, is all about Bob mm. and his lovely <laughs> wife, Ruth. Yeah, it just so happens that yeah they need this these kind of memories right now. So yeah. you, you guys will all enjoy it, but I'm, I'm sure Bob will have some more trips down memory lane next month. So thank you for that, sir. As always, thanks for allowing me over because we're in Studio D this month. We're, yeah. We're at... We're away from headquarters. Right. We're no, this on. is the, the an outpost. We're operating remotely. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, for my co-host Bob, this is your old friend Dave saying so long from Chino Hills, California. The Death Show, the Mighty Podcast. Podcast.